0: Storygram Network. Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at transistor.fm.
1: Hi, my name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. So, it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? Everything else because it's never ever about food. Or wait, never ever, not even, one time, not ever, ever, ever. Hello, everyone. This is Laura Lee Rourke from It's Not About Food podcast. So happy to be here today on this uh, beautiful spring. It is spring here, morning. And today we are talking about trusting the process. Not that easy to do if you're a control freak, <laughs> which kind of, we breed those in this culture. We breed control freaks, or we breed people who just don't give a so, <laughs> I was talking to somebody else. Our culture gives us narcissistics or codependence or narcissistic codependence. <laughs> And uh, yeah, there's a lot of recovery that we need to all do in this culture that we live in, in the cult that we're in. Anyway, so the card, Trusting the Process, has the goddess in the front of the card, jumping from one cliff to another with her little deer power animal. And she's just right in the middle. She could fall. I'm trusting that she's gonna make it to the other side of the cliff and she'll be okay. And uh, that's how I kind of felt in almost every one of my recovery processes. I mean, I had a lot to do. Once I stepped on the path, there was a lot of recovery that I needed to do. So the back of the card reads, recovery from body hatred and disordered eating provides many layers of learning that unfold uniquely and spontaneously. Trusting the process means that we will all work through these experiences and issues at our own pace and in our own way. We can trust that our process is exactly right for us. And we don't have to waste precious time comparing ourselves to others. So this is so perfect for so many of us, especially right now with the way that the world is happening. So what's so important about trusting the process, especially in these days, is that it doesn't look like there's a process going. (laughs) It doesn't look like anybody's in charge. Nobody knows what's going on. And it's very hard to trust that, I don't know, that things are going to be okay, that there is a method to the madness, that there is another side that we will get there and that all will be well, you know, in a way. And I think the only way that many of us can do it, I'll say myself, is I have to trust myself to get through it. That no matter what happens, I will be with me. I will have my back. I will trust that. So what I want to really touch upon is that if you are out there in the world and you're scared of all the stuff happening and scared of your eating disorder and how much you dislike your body and maybe you're drinking too much or eating too much or smoking too much or whatever you're trying to do to take care of yourself know that there is a deep well of power within you and you can depend on that even if everything goes terrible you can still be on your own side you can still hold your own hand you can still treat yourself like a precious friend, you can still be here with you no matter what happens, and you'll get through it. So this card for me, when we were making the cards, Carol and I, we really wanted to have this idea of that you can let go and trust your life path you can let go and trust the process that you're getting through whatever you need to get through to get to wherever you're going and that was a wide-opening statement for me I had no idea that there was something else guiding me other than my own addictions or my own control or my own needs and wants so I am so happy to introduce Andrea today. And she's going to talk about trusting the process. When we talked before, she reminded me that she's another one of those powerful women that have been in this field since, I don't know, since it's really started, I think. I mean, there was a few people doing it before us. Carol Munter, Jane Herschelman from Overcoming Overeating. And then Janine Roth here in California doing which was her books. Uh, I can't remember right this minute. I'll remember in a minute. And then also Susie Orbach. Fat is a Feminist Issue 1 and 2 it was like the first book I ever read in the 80s. And yeah, we have been on this path for a very long time. And I'm... So glad that you're still here doing your work and I'm still here doing our work and I don't know what else we'd do if we weren't doing it. Good for us. Yay. (laughs) Definitely evolved. (laughs) Yeah. So tell me why you picked this card and what's up with you? What are you doing these days?
0: So... This card I chose, there were so many beautiful ones that came to me, but this one kept coming back and I realized that I needed to choose it. It was so true to my journey into my process. My journey was anything but smooth and it faced many different levels that it needed to go through. And at times I used to think they were failures. They weren't really failures. I've gained so much wisdom and blessing and gift and gratitude from each stage, as hard as it was in my own recovery from anorexia, my own treatment programs. There were four. Uh, Yeah, four. You know, four, 14 years. Then the last two are the same program, but 14 years. And I had to walk that journey and often one of my mentors would tell me it was about trusting and about faith and about the process and i kept having to take these steps towards something that he kept assuring me i was going towards something and sometimes when you're in that place of darkness and illness and doubt it's hard to see forward it's impossible Yeah, no matter what it is that you're walking through, seeing that there's going to be light down the road sometimes just doesn't feel like it's there. So I love this card for that because it really, even to this day, as I'm a single mom of teenagers and have my own business and my business has evolved so much from the beginning, as you're talking about when I was only doing eating disorder advocacy work and speaking and now I'm doing retreats and workshops and it's evolved so much along and it really trusting that I trust often what comes to me is where I'm meant to be you know I get challenged to do something and I think oh I don't want to do that that's too hard (laughs) but the universe brought it to me and I thought okay I need to trust this process and somebody needs to hear what I have to say or be a part of the work that I do and so I keep going
1: forward and how did you get started in the advocacy part of what you were doing in the beginning
0: I have always had a love of public speaking and my eating disorder started when I was 19 and I didn't take the normal route of going to college. I wanted to go be in the world and I traveled the world and I did things, but it also was evolving and I started very early on talking about what that journey was like in high schools of anxiety and depression, which I've had, you know, most all of us, but through my whole lives I, I had been speaking early on and I actually some had opinions about it but I continued to speak through the journey that I walked I was always very honest about where I was at any given moment but I thought if I could help people learn from where I was walking that was the benefit I'm a big believer that there's a positive in every negative and there's a reason why we're here so I started the speaking and Connie Subject and I met up and I started connecting with her a great deal and she was a wonderful encourager and the Body Positive has grown into and blossomed into this beautiful so organization. beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's so needed and what I love so much about your work and her work and, and my work is they all are a puzzle of pieces. We all do something a little different and a little unique, but they all come together at that certain crossroads. And so, yeah, I started there. And then as I entered into recovery, it became more about creating, building and running, facilitating workshops and retreats for women in holistic wellness, mind, body, spirit.
1: Oh, that is so beautiful. And, you know, I just love this, that there's these little pockets of like truth out there that people are sharing and giving with each other and talking about this. And I don't know, I think we're really friggin' great for doing this work, you know, because it's slow in changing the whole everything. But it does one little person at a time.
0: Some days I find myself holding the sadness that we still are in places I feel we should have moved on from.
1: Definitely.
0: Eating disorders still have never been addressed or acknowledged. Enough to, do. and there's so much criticism in all of our fields that we do, and so it seems like we should be further along than we are. I love to speak to recovered versus recovery a bit, trusting the process, because I, I wrote about this in my book because I thought we had to be recovered, and that we couldn't do anything until. We reach that point. Well, I'm 18 years in the recovery process. It's really important to say that because there's, it's not about perfection. No, that would be a diet. <laughs> right. It's <And that's> <laughs> got a lot of us to where we were. Yes. And, and so it, it came to a piece where I, and I talked about it a lot because it's a journey. It's a journey, not a destination, always a journey. And um, you want to trust that process and not set ourselves
1: up for failure. Well, I do love that. Go ahead and call yourself, I'm done, and there's still more to learn. Somebody else calls it uncovering. (laughs) That she thinks recovery is uncovering. And uh, anyway, yeah, so whatever we call it, but we're on the path and that's what is important. And the path is all over the place all the time, like life is. And we think we've got some stuff down and then we find out we're diabetic or we find out you know we have different physical problems and we can't eat like we had found out that we could. And then all of a sudden that has to change. And any of us that have been... Addicted to controlling our food or our weight that is I don't care how what happens You're still kind of upset about it just to have to shift and change and go with the flow as we get older But I don't know how I could have lived this long had I not had this recovery recovered uncover I'd be crazy really Because there's a lot of stuff that happened.
0: You mentioned in the age, and, and I know for aging for myself and crossing into this place of menopause, which people don't talk enough about in perimenopause, this is also, it's been a huge part of it. And so I've been trying to bring women together and talk more about those kinds of issues because our bodies have changed and there are some things we can and cannot do as we age. And I never thought that I'd have to say we know you have a doctor saying you can't have that anymore and i say you can't tell me you can't have that i know i know it's so true it's so true and that's just the learning process which i am learning to love and because it's fascinating we will always be learning there's no end storygram network welcome to one media one media i'm It's a place I like to call The Bleed.
1: My name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. The art of being yay isn't just something he developed.
0: Storygram Network.
1: I think when you stop you have to leave. You don't get to be here anymore. But I do know that I have this very strong part of me that does not like to be told what to do by anyone and not even me. So I always have to take that into consideration if I have to make a change of that. This is what we're going to do for the good of us, for the love of us for us to be better feeling so we can live longer or whatever. I have to really come at it that way because if it's about, well, you're just not going to have that anymore, will not work, doesn't work. I will rebel against it. And there is no trusting the process if I start there. Right. (laughs) My stubborn Greek side gets the best of me sometimes. Yes, of course. <laughs> well, I have a stubborn Irish side that just will not bow down. So what are you doing in your life now with this? You said you're doing workshops and retreats. and
0: Yeah, so I decided I wanted to create something that celebrated all the different tools and gifts. And so I had written uh, two books, but the first was Find Your Voice Project, A Journey Towards Healing. And that book is my story within a workbook and it really to me is a process of all the different programs i went through and tools i learned and i truly believe if you walk through it with the book you can find some peace and then i had people coming to me and saying we want more can you do a, a workshop and so i created Anamnóstis house which is what i call a mobile retreat house and <laughs> Mean is Celtic for soul, and Gnostis is Greek for homecomings. So soul homecomings, and I get Airbnbs or facilities host me, and I go and just put on retreats everywhere, anywhere—the beach and the mountains. I just I drive and I just build these different mindfulness is a big retreat focus in mindful eating and yoga meditation art is really big because that was a big piece of my journey just being together as women most of them are only women the workshops during the day can be co-ed you coming up of be still and breathe a yoga and meditation retreat I have pause savor, and nourish I'm doing a mindful eating workshop and then my favorite, the
1: Beach Weekend is coming up, Awakening Your Body Wisdom. And oh, trust I just love that you're doing this. And this is all on the East Coast? It's on the
0: East Coast. I travel anywhere. So I have a group even wants to bring me out to California. So I tell them, if you get the women together, enough numbers to be worth it, I'll go anywhere. And Now that COVID is subsiding, I hope to get back on the speaking circuit. I've done a few, but I'm creating a talk called Owning Our Stories. For me, the book for my life, for my recovery, my process has been about telling the stories that I never told. And that's what held me back. So it's walking people through owning their stories and sharing their stories. And that is such a freedom point when you can break free
1: and and we all benefit from everyone's stories. And also, you know, forever we sat around a campfire with our tribe and told stories. We didn't have TV or radio or Snapchat or you know. We told the stories of ourselves and our ancestors and I think it's one of the things that we do when we have our own retreats and workshops is Carol and I will have everyone write out their story of how they got here today. How were you at a eating disorder, body disturbance? workshop. (laughs) How did that happen? And where we go with that is that it creates compassion because the person gets to see, oh, I'm not just crazy or evil or not willing to do the work. I had specific reasons why I turned to this way of taking care of myself.
0: And isn't it wonderful in these groups when you see the women connecting with other women? You have my story. Or you think that too. And that's what I love about the retreats we do, especially the beach one. It's because you're with all these women and often they don't know each other. Oh, for sure. And it's just this blooming coming together. Wow, there's other people. And I love, love, love watching that happen.
1: I do too. And I find that I'm sure you know too, my own self, my own story, disordered eating is very isolating and very shameful. You just don't talk about it and you don't let it out and you just stay by yourself so nobody sees what you're doing. And to be in a group of people that you just open up and tell like your worst thing and they go, I do that too. In fact, I just did that. yesterday Yesterday, And you're like, oh. <laughs> it just makes it more accessible for everyone to just throw it out there. And they might still be very shamed about it. But eventually they'll stop. Oh, I didn't know what else to do. I didn't know what else to do but that. It was
0: the key to my healing when I found treatment programs, which were terrifying, all so different from each other. But at the same time, I just remember the stories weren't the stories were women who just were all hiding like I was.
1: Yeah, you know, I was watching some awards show and a group of women actors and producers and directors were talking about women have stories. We have stories. And you people need to get them on the screen <laughs> because we've been hearing other stories for a long time and we need these stories. And every time a woman puts a story out there and it wins all these awards, it's because we're all hungry for that kind of story, and that the younger, kind of vulnerable.
0: The younger people need them. They need our, the wisdom of the older women because they're unfortunately growing up and how we did not. And now we had our own challenges, but watching my daughter who's 15 right now and talking sometimes, and I'm surprised knowing she knows what I do in my journey, but I thought she has to have her own process and she's hearing things. And so we make it a point often in our home to have documentary night to bring stories. So they see it's not all the people on your phone. All these kids are like, there are these other women and men that came before you.
1: Yeah. And I think that we have lost something about that in America, you know, that we forget that there's ancestors. I was just talking to somebody else that we used to go on Sunday after church to the cemetery to visit our relatives. And my grandchildren would no more do that than fly. I mean, they just wouldn't even know what that was. Why do that? I'm not going. (laughs) Is, you know, is there food there? No. I mean, it just wouldn't even occur to anybody to go and do that. But there are, obviously, there are countries in the world, I'm thinking the Day of the Dad, that do celebrate your ancestors and stuff at least once a year. And we've gotten away from that.
0: Yeah, it's so important. We celebrate it here with my kids. And I'm the weird mom. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I thought, no, you're the mom that is remembering what is really important to instill in all of us. It's good. So what do you have coming up and how can people get in touch with that or? Social media is the best way to follow me.
0: And um, obviously, a lot of my retreats and things are localized, but my books are on Amazon. And I'm looking to try and create people are asking for something online because people are here more thankfully about what I do. And so we've gotten into this more comfort zone with zoom and being able to do programs online. So I'm trying to create a women's group or some kind of program that I could do that way. That's
1: great. Yeah, groups online are a little wiggly, but they can be done.
0: It's hard and I won't lie, it, it was a challenge for me. And so I'm learning just like many are learning. But if there's a gift there to connect people, the last one I did, I had people, I had somebody in Ireland, and I had California and I watched the connection. I thought, okay, this is worth the effort. We need to keep trying to. So that's good. And, and I have a newsletter on, you can sign up on my website and stay along. And I try not to do too much bombarding. <laughs> I'm not very good with uh, doing the constant posting and selfie videos. And
1: <laughs> I'm not either, but we have to learn how to do it because that's how we reach more people that are doing that all the time. Yes, I are. understand. So anything else that you want to You have like a little soapbox that you can just kind of stand on and tell your thing? Oh, gosh.
0: Just the again, just the trusting of the process. And to not say no first and take that step because every time I was so afraid and I took that step, whether it be a 12 step meeting in the beginning, which was very surprising to help or a group in those days was terrifying to do or reaching out even and never underestimate that the person next to you may want to hear your story or have something to offer. You know, I live right now in a small town, which is very different and people consider are very different because I'm from San Francisco, but whenever they take a chance to talk to me, I get the, Oh, just to keep really trusting and challenging yourself and trying something new and the gratitude piece and just it's not all fluff. People think there's so much of this out there and they just walk away, but it's not though. So I always say, pick one thing, start small, pick one, try th- something new, if just for that week, and you'll be surprised what comes into your path along the way, and then you can try something else most importantly, journey. It's about a journey.
1: Yeah. And it's baby steps. Again, I hate to keep harping on the culture, but we're taught to like, you know, the microwave doesn't work fast enough. You know, it's like, I want it now, daddy, I want it now. But it's baby steps to get from here to there is a lot of little baby steps, a lot of learning, a lot of the trusting of the process, no matter what it is that comes up. And I feel like at first, if somebody had said, you know, it's going to take you years to be able to eat like a normal person, whatever that is, and to not hate your body, years it's going to take, I would have gone, yeah, you know what, I'm just not going to do it.
0: (laughs) It's too long. I I remember therapists saying things like that to me. And I thought, what? It was so hard to invest in the journey because it was so hard. I just thought this is not going to, you know, end. And I would fall and go back two steps back. And then I'd go forward and I'd come back and i forward. And eventually I got over the worst of the humps. And I have to remind myself of that often, to that.
1: Yes, I've already been through this. It wasn't exactly the same, but it's similar. And I got through it and I'll get through this one no matter what it is. It's important to
0: note it's okay to celebrate yourself. On my hardest days, I remind myself of where I am. I'm a single mom. I'm like, wait, I did that. Or I did write a book. Or I did do these things when you're feeling down. And it's important to celebrate them, even if they've passed, to remind yourself, encourage yourself. We're our own cheerleader.
1: Yes. And like you said a minute ago, the gratitude piece is, you know, gratitude schmatapood as far as I was concerned. It's like, I'm not grateful for anything. It's been hell. (laughs) But (laughs) to get that gratitude muscle to have that strong in me was quite a feat, but I was able to do it for sure.
0: My biggest pet peeve is how the world makes gratitude only the month of November. (laughs) And so we as a family write down our gratitudes every month. And then come November, we have a gratitude tree. And then we put all the leaves of gratitude throughout the year onto the tree. My kids gratitude is every day. It's not just one month. That's right. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well, I was in Rome on a Thanksgiving many years ago, and I was innocently surprised that the whole restaurant didn't have turkey and all this stuff. (laughs) And I said, but it's Thanksgiving, and this waiter just looks at me and he said, we give thanks every day. (laughs) <laughs> we're, we're in Rome, you know, we're, this is Italian food. I mean, we're like, this is all great all the time, you know <laughs> I was like, right, 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 right. Okay. So that was a good lesson for me, you know. Yes, yeah, definitely. <laughs> anyway, so I wonder if you would read this last part of the card that today I will. Today, I will practice trusting my process
0: and knowing that I am right where I need to be on my path. I will practice viewing each situation as a learning experience and will be loving and accepting with myself as long as I move along my path.
1: Beautiful. I am so grateful that you came on the show today. And I'm so grateful to connect with you and know that you're on the other side of the world doing the work that you're doing. And we're still here doing it, drugging along, drugging along, <laughs> you know, never saw the internet coming, just never saw that it yeah. could get actually worse. I appreciate you so much in your work, because I remember it in those beginning days, it was
0: so important. And I knew Shannon then and introduction. And I it was such a huge part of my steps. So I feel full circle gratitude for being here and for talking with you and being able to share the gifts that were given to me along the
1: way. Yeah. And that we're both still trusting the process, something <laughs> I did not want to do, but <laughs> <I know. laughs> I knew we'd still be here having
0: to say, oh, <laughs> yep, still have to trust that process. <laughs> yes.
1: I want to be done. <laughs> I want to be done. Oh, but then I would have to leave. So maybe I won't be done. Okay. but I, 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 I now eat cake though whenever I want. So I don't have to wait for the cake. It's what, <laughs> it's That's right. Gratitude to you for being here. Thank you very much. When we do this podcast, all your information will be on there and... Hopefully all your workshops and retreats fill Wonderful. up. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And be sure and follow me on Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and It's it'snotaboutfood.com. Thanks.